I'm WSB's Clark Howard. Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville. Washington to Woodstock. Whenever and wherever there's Better severe weather, a traffic red alert, or breaking news. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center will break in. Depend on it. New Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, before we get to Jamie, we have some breaking news out of Baltimore. Rocks and bottles are now, as we speak, if you watch the Fox News channel, are being hurled at, at police officers there in riot gear. There was uh, an investigation uh, or uh, the Baltimore Police Department sent out a memo earlier today that their criminal intelligence unit has received credible information that members of various gangs, including the Black Gorilla family, the Bloods and the Crips, have entered into a partnership to take out law enforcement. They said, quote, this is a credible threat. Now, Baltimore police are saying gangs are threatening assassination. The Baltimore mayor she said over the week, and I had to give rioters room to de- destroy things. And I've made it very clear that I uh, worked with the police and instructed them to do everything that they could to make sure that the protesters were able to exercise their uh, right to free speech. Uh, it's a very delicate balancing act because while we uh, tried to make sure that they were protected from the cars and the other you know things that were going on, um, we also gave those who wished to destroy space to do that as well. All right, this all is in. We have to give them space, you know. We got to give them plenty of space, rioters, to destroy things. I'm watching huge rocks literally being hurled at short distances at police officers, even as we speak here. They have finally fired back some uh, tear gas to disperse the crowd a little bit. Uh, why am I thinking this is not going to be a good night in Baltimore tonight? And uh, if you're listening to WCBM, you may want to get home. Uh, even female reporters were covering the assault. They were assaulted while on camera. Started on Saturday when baseball fans were confined to the stadium, Camden Yards. You know, when there's no justice, they tend to take matters into their own hands. Malik Zulu Shabazz. Baltimore Sun has a comprehensive report. This all dealing with Freddie Gray's arrest. He ended up having a, a spinal injury that caused his death. How it actually happened, nobody knows at this point. And, of course, the Obama White House is rushing to judgment. They're send, sending two people to the funeral. Unbelievable. Jamie Dupree is with us. You watching this? Uh, yeah, uh, this is up. If you're familiar with Baltimore at all, uh, when you drive by on Interstate 95, you can see the, uh, the the football and the baseball stadium from the highway. This is about three to four miles to the northwest of there, so it's not really, quote-unquote, downtown Baltimore. But the Baltimore police on Twitter are saying that this group has become very aggressive and violent, that uh, several officers have been injured. At the White House today, the, the question was brought up several times about what was going on in Baltimore, because today we had the swearing-in of Attorney General Loretta Lynch. Uh, the guy who organized and paid for the funeral, Reverend, uh, Reverend Jamal Bryant, had asked today that Loretta Lynch make this case and this issue, basically, front and center, number one, uh, for Loretta Lynch. The White House really didn't say much about that, but said that to the extent that Lynch can try to urge uh, better cooperation between communities and police, it would be better. But they, they sort of uh, stayed away from weighing in on this. But obviously, well, they're weighing what in we're watching they, right now is... sending uh, two White House representatives to the funeral is weighing in, isn't it? Um, uh, well, one of the guys, uh, I guess, is a native of Baltimore, and that's one reason they sort of uh, sent him up there was to be more of a liaison as well. 
And, you know, I don't I don't think every vet that dies gets a White House representative at the funeral. Uh, you're probably right about that. This uh, what they said was that uh, these kind of issues should be a priority for Loretta Lynch, but not the priority. Well, the question here is, you know, what do we know about the case? Now, I've read everything I can get my hands on. It is it's totally unclear what caused the end uh, the in, uh injury to Freddie Gray. Nobody knows. Yeah, obviously something happened sort of in that timeline, but nobody has come out with a final. Well, I guess as the, they were beginning to put him in, I guess, the, the police car is when a point that people thought maybe he had a broken leg or certainly was going limp. But then they had the other problem that people were getting angry as they were trying to arrest him. So they're trying to get out of there as quickly as possible, too. Yeah, so we'll have to see what happened. Obviously, the, the pictures coming out of there right now are, are not a very good scene this afternoon. No, not at all. All right, we'll continue to follow that. We'll have full coverage at the bottom of the hour. Also, uh, sorry, I, I had uh, popcorn stuck in my teeth. Popcorn, okay. You know, I tell Jason not to make popcorn, and every day I smell it. And <laughs> really? I, is that what you told me? I tell is you that every you day, me? don't make it during the show because I have to have it because I smell it. What are you, a baby? Come on. Well, I can't do a radio show with popcorn f- f- flying out of my mouth. It's all his fault, You're Jimmy. a child. <laughs> uh, Peter Schweitzer's coming up. This book has gotten... Did you see George Stephanopoulos this weekend? I, I did see a part of the interview that he did, yes. Is there any doubt in your mind that he is a special pleader for the Clintons? Well, I know uh, George Stephanopoulos from his time up here, even well before he worked for Bill Clinton. He was working for Dick Gephardt uh, here in the House of Representatives. So, you know, I I, I look at that as, as in, in our journalism field, I'm sure George feels like, I don't know him personally or anything, I'm sure he feels like he uh, gives an even handed uh, review to both sides. No, I think he got the questions directly from the Clintons. But when you have worked for a former president named Clinton and you were the chief briefer, uh, you can see how it might lead to some people not sort of having confidence in you. Well, why didn't they give the interview to somebody else on the program? Why don't they take away any appearance of conflict of interest? Now, wouldn't you do that if it was you? There's a lot of things that I would do differently, but I can't project what I would do on sort of the rest of my You don't even vote in national elections because of what you do. I just think you've got to try to be as straight down the middle and even-handed as possible, which means you will aggravate both sides on a, a pretty much daily basis. It, it sounded like it was a Clinton spokesman doing the interview. That's how bad it was. But anyway, Peter will be in studio. We'll talk to him. We've got uh, him coming up later in the program here Look, today. I think right now the difference in what you're going to hear, and, and you're, you're voicing it, is what you're going to hear from the Clinton team, and they're very much into their... You know, their war room mode, as somebody wrote in one of the stories today, I read about it. And I think that's very true, because you look at them on social media, look at their statements. Hillary Clinton is not saying anything directly about this. I mean, she has, we don't think she, she might not have any real events this week, sort of campaign events. She'll go on the road next week. She did an op-ed today in the Des Moines Register. It was all about her trip to Iowa last week. It was nothing, you know, no mention or anything, any reference to any of this. Uh, about the Clinton Foundation. You know, you had this statement yesterday that was issued, I mean, an unusual statement on a Sunday issued by the Clinton Foundation saying, look, we made a few mistakes, but it's really not a big deal. It's just we didn't put it in the right place. And obviously a lot of Republicans don't believe that. You even had on late Friday uh, Common Cause say that there should be a third party independent review of where the money came from, how it came into the uh, to the foundation and when, while Hillary Clinton was a secretary of state. But still, I don't think you're going to see Hillary Clinton answering questions about it. I think they've decided they're going to have it's their strategy that I've seen many times before. They'll have their staff and their spokespeople go after the people who are writing the stories or the news organizations. That's what they and always she do. will do other stuff. You know, the funny thing is, is that the Stephanopoulos interview was sent out in the latest memo against Peter Schweitzer as if, you know, that's his fault. That was just sent out this morning. Did you see that? 
Well, I think that uh, the Clinton people are going to take every opportunity they can. And when Peter Schweitzer is asked, you know, can you connect the dots? And he says, well, no, it's a pattern of behavior. They're going to emphasize little nuggets out of every interview they can to undermine him and push back. And that's going to be their game plan in the days ahead on this. And their hope would be that obviously sooner or later it just sort of fades away. Well, uh, let's get into some other stuff here. Um, now, the Clinton Foundation, going to Peter Schweitzer's book here, they admit they made some mistakes. They have the IRS now. They admit mistakes in that avenue, and they're going back, what, five or six years now? Yeah, they say it was more clerical in oh, nature yeah. more than anything else, that they just didn't put the money in the right column. That oh, kind of that's thing. just didn't put it in the right column excuse. Oh, okay. So, again, that's that's going to be that, that's the basis. If you go read the the online blog uh, that was put up there by the head of the uh, the acting chief of the Clinton Foundation, it's more of, look, we've got the safeguards in there. We're doing the right thing. You know, at the same time, it, it, just reading that yesterday, I was struck immediately by, well, that's not going to be enough for a lot of Republicans. I, I just see this, again, breaking down uh, along party lines real fast. And you're going to see Democrats on her team rallying around her and pushing back very hard and the Republicans and those who doubt her. And the question is, will there be Democrats who will look at this and say, I don't want that? So you're, far, we're beginning really to see seen well, that. You're, you're hearing from some you're a Democrats. Little, yes, it's out there. You're, I'm not going to try to say it's not. You're absolutely right. It is out there, but it is. It's not at a critical mass point or anything. I'm not saying it's not going to get there. It could at some point in time, but right now it's certainly not there. I think the Democrats are going to have to have a serious conversation with themselves as whether or not she is their person. I just, you know, I just wonder what they're going to do, because it almost seems like, though, Sean, that they would need somebody other than Martin O'Malley, Martin O'Malley or right. Jim Webb. They, they need somebody of Elizabeth a larger Warren. stature. And Elizabeth Warren, to me, is, is almost the only one who could stand up and really change that time. And I'm not saying that that O'Malley can't or that Webb can't, but it just seems like it hasn't caught fire with them as yet. You know what I mean? But I, I got to imagine that even she lost a major donor, for example, this weekend. And, you know, I don't think the only real threat is O'Malley. I think there are other people that could be convinced to run. And one has to wonder at what point some big donors sit down in somebody's living room and say, we need you to do this for the country. Look, and, and I, I don't think the stories are going away. I mean, The New York Times and The Washington Post have certainly sunk their teeth into this, and I don't see them backing off. Again, though, I think what we're going to have here, and really we already have it, we have a lot of Republicans who say this leaps up to the issue of where they can connect the dots, and the Clinton people will constantly say, no, they have not. Yeah. All right, so what else is happening in Washington today? We got the uh, debate uh, is started this is starting this week on the Iran legislation in the Senate on this bipartisan bill that sets up this, really, this review framework. Again, we've talked about this before. It's not It wouldn't provide for a straight up or down vote on any Iran nuclear deal, but a resolution of disapproval that then could be vetoed by the president. Senator uh, Ted Cruz and Pat Toomey, two Republicans, are going to put forward an amendment that would change that around and make it an affirmative vote on any plan. Now, you know, I do think, and I don't mean this in a bad way, I do think we're going to see a little action by Republicans who are running for president, like Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, maybe Rand Paul, who will want to flex their muscles a little on this Iran bill. You know, the votes are there right now to approve it, but if any major changes are made to it, it could uh, siphon Democratic votes away from it. We'll have to see what happens in coming days. Yeah, um, we got a lot of stuff on, on the plate, I think, coming when. When is it going to be the next battle? I would think, you mean on Iran? Yeah. Or anything else? Well, after they do this Iran bill, I think that Senator McConnell wants to go soon to a bill on reauthorizing the Patriot Act and getting into NSA surveillance. 
And that certainly could open us up to some uh, some battles amongst Republicans, Rand Paul coming to mind immediately on the issue of surveillance. So not only this Iran thing, could we see some uh, 2016 politics here, but also on some other legislation coming down the pipeline as well. Yeah. All right. Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington. Thank you for being with see us. See you, Sean. 800-941-SEAN. By the way, Hillary Clinton, I guess the pro-Hillary media was too embarrassed to cover Clinton's first campaign speech. She actually used her first speech to condemn sexual assault. Now, I'm, 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 I'm watching this and I'm thinking, OK, and I'm sure Bill Clinton was right behind the curtain cheering her on. You tell him, Hillary, we got to stop all the sexual assault going on out there. By the way, no word on whether Paula Jones, Kathleen Willie, Juanita Broderick, Broderick were invited to attend. But you can't make this stuff up. On the Daily Caller, in her first major speech of this scandal-plagued presidential campaign, Hillary Clinton explicitly raised the issue of sexual assault on college campuses. Clinton delivered the wide-ranging speech at the Women in the World Summit in New York City. When women of any age, whether on college campuses or military bases or even in their homes, face sexual assault, then no woman is secure. Every woman deserves to have, to, to have the safety and security they need. Annika, Juanita... Kathleen, Paula, look at their stories, Hillary. I guess that's all part of the vast right-wing conspiracy. Can't even make this stuff up. It's unbelievable. All right, 800-941. Sean, we're watching literally now numerous stores have now closed in downtown Baltimore due to this threat of violence. We're going to come back. We'll have the latest on this. We're watching scenes of people now actively engaged throwing rocks against the police department. I mean, really close to them in a confrontation. Pretty vicious sight to watch, to be honest. Anyway, uh, we'll have all this uh, tonight as well on Hannity, and we'll have it at the bottom of the hour. Then Peter Schweitzer is going to join us about his book, Clinton Cash. Hey, listen, um, it's Mother's Day coming up. You know what Mother's Day means? That's your day to say thank you to your mom, your grandma, your mother-in-law, your wife, the mother of your children. And you know what? You think about this. Growing up, your mom always let you have, like, the last bite, right? Now it's your turn to give her that gift with Sherry's Berries. I mean, these are the biggest, the most scrumptious, the most delicious, the juiciest strawberries handpicked by Sherry's Berries. And right now you can get them in a beautiful gift box. It's only $19.99, a 40% savings. Go to berries, B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Click on the microphone. Type in my last name, Hannity. They're dipped in white milk and dark chocolatey goodness, topped with chocolate chips and nuts and decorative swizzle. And I got to tell you, it's my wife's favorite gift. I have to get them at least five or six times a year or else I'm in trouble. Once you taste one, you'll know what I mean. And once you see how beautiful they look, you'll know what I mean. As a matter of fact, you can see them for yourself. Go to berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com, and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Type in my last name, Hannity. Berries.com, click on the microphone, my last name, Hannity. Or if you want to just call and order them, call 866-FRUIT-02. 866-FRUIT-02. Mention my name, Hannity. Now, this deal expires Sunday at midnight. Make sure you order right now. We'll continue. We'll continue. 